0: Hello and welcome to the Cybersecurity Awesomeness podcast hosted by Enterprise Management Associates, an industry-leading IT analyst research firm that provides deep insights across the full spectrum of IT and data management technologies. The Cybersecurity Awesomeness podcast will take a deep dive into the security topics that are top of mind for information security practitioners, IT professionals, and technology business leaders. Join security experts Chris Steffen, VP of Research at EMA, and Ken Buckler, Research Analyst at EMA, for some truly awesome topics. Chris and Ken, take it away. Good morning, good
1: afternoon, good evening. Welcome to the Cybersecurity Awesomeness Podcast. I am your host. My name is Chris Steffen. Joining me today is my friend and colleague, Mr. Ken Buckler. Today, we are going to talk about the malicious hacking of what are considered to be public social sources. And we're talking about Twitter X, whatever you want to call it. We're talking about defacing websites of agencies. We're talking about various Facebook and other social media accounts. And why it's relevant is that something happened yesterday in the grand scheme of things with the SEC's account as it relates to an announcement about cryptocurrency, and Ken's going to get more into that here in a minute. But I thought it would be kind of an interesting conversation, and then we'll we'll talk about a couple of different things that you probably should be aware of and, and do to protect yourself against some of these kind of events. So with that, um, Ken, why don't you give me a précis of what happened with our friends at the SEC yesterday?
2: The SEC is currently evaluating whether they're going to approve Bitcoin as an exchange-traded fund, an ETF. So, so basically, that more legitimizes Bitcoin um, than its current state as a, a rogue cryptocurrency, what have you. Yesterday, a little bit after the market closed, I think it was around 4 p.m., and, the, and this was on Tuesday. I know the, the, the podcast isn't going to be aired until uh, probably Friday. But um, Tuesday, a l- little after 4 p.m., the SEC's Twitter account got hacked. I'm sorry, not, not Twitter, X, X. I've got to say it right. Um, that's another conversation. But uh, the their account got hacked and posted an announcement that Bitcoin had been approved for an ETF. Completely false announcement. Not true. It has not been approved yet. Um, the, the date that the SEC is uh, going to be actually announcing that decision, is supposed to be today, Wednesday. Um, so, so I'm curious to see how that's going to play out. But the announcement resulted in some very interesting fluctuations in the, the price of Bitcoin. And what actually ended up happening was the uh, Bitcoin spiked to 47000 uh, 680. And then after it was found out that it was fake, uh, there was a uh, $90 million worth of Bitcoin was liquidated from the market. Uh, and it fell all the way down to 45,000, which was actually lower than it was started out that day. So here we have uh, the case of a trusted government source being compromised. And that resulted in some some real financial impacts. And it, it, this is not the first time something like this So let's has talk happened. about that for a moment. So
1: it, it isn't that a trusted government source was compromised. It was Twitter X, whatever they call themselves, was compromised. And the account that the government used on that service was compromised. So it wasn't like the SEC right. was compromised. It wasn't like, you know, sec.gov was defaced in this particular case. It was a Twitter account run by the SEC. I'm going to call it Twitter. I'm sorry. I just, I can't get over that. <laughs> a, a Twitter account that was run by the SEC. Somebody had the password or somebody hacked the password and made this announcement. And so I there's a distinction between those two. Let me also, we'll do a corollary to that. So around tax time, and we'll almost certainly talk about it come April, everybody runs tax scams, right? You get Fake emails you get now, you're getting even more suspicious robocalls. I've actually seen some very, very convincing emails and and other kind of notifications that have supposedly come for the IRS saying, you know, blah, 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 whatever, audit, blah, 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 pay this in whatever, and you're good to go. And every time about April, people are always made, and we will too, we'll talk about it again, but people are made aware of those accounts but that's where somebody is trying to spoof those agencies in this case it is a legitimate account from that the SEC uses that was compromised but not compromised at a government agency it was compromised at one of the social media platforms is there a distinction i think that there is but there are plenty of examples and you and i both know of a number of them that are out there where this kind of thing has happened and it has had adverse
2: effects. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I really, you know, the, the biggest one that I, I think back to is back in 2013 when the Associated Press's account got hacked, also on Twitter. And they posted a announcement about an explosion at the White House injuring the president. And that actually resulted in a stock market uh Dip a very significant uh, stock market dip, um, which the market then recovered immediately once they found out it was uh, a fake. But you know, just just like in this case where somebody you know probably had some Bitcoin ready to sell, uh, you know, when they the SEC fake notice got put out, I have no doubt that somebody had some stocks shorted somewhere that they were ready to to make bank off of. Uh, when the AP Twitter account got hacked. So so here we have, uh, you know, digital crimes that are causing real-world financial repercussions and probably returning massive profits to somebody,
1: right, for sure. And I, 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 yeah. I'll give you another example. It's been floating around the Internet for the last couple of weeks now. There is a great example of seemingly a parent and their kids bought them a new fancy high def TV for Christmas. And one of the capabilities, if you don't know, and your your TV at home likely has this capability too, that you can take and play videos from a USB thumb drive. Almost all of them have a USB port. Almost all of them have the ability to play videos in one format or another, And so that's one of those capabilities. Well, this kid in, I'm guessing their son decided to spoof them, found a video that was very, very convincing of an alien invasion, had all the emergency alert sounds that goes with it, had a news broadcast that went with it and some pictures and whatever have you to convince their, in this case, mother, that they were being invaded by aliens. And this was the announcement of the first time. Obviously, we were not invaded by aliens, but boy, did it look real, and did their parents really go for it, because they were either believing that to begin with, or, or or whatever have you, and this just basically confirmed the fact that aliens exist, and blah, blah, blah. Point being, you can't even believe what you're you're actually seeing right there in front of your eyes on TV, because in this case specifically, it sounded legitimate, it looked legitimate, everything about it appeared legitimate. And at the end of the day, it was a spoof broadcast trying to pull a fast one on their particular parents. So that kind of stuff seemingly has happened in the past, as we just discussed. It's going to happen more and more because it's getting easier and easier to do it all the time. My biggest fear is that it's becoming easier to make something look legitimate in that area. Uh, Another great example is when we always would talk about The IRS don't pay attention to anything that they send you by email. They will send you a certified letter. Well, the bad guys figured that out too. And so what do they do now? They send a certified letter. And it's very easy to get a copy of the letterhead. It's very easy to take and make something spoofed and look specific. So you got to take and do your due diligence to make certain that you're not getting taken advantage of.
2: Yeah. and. You know, I, I love that story about the the fake news broadcast. Um, you know, and that uh, immediately takes me back to the the nineteen thirty eight uh, radio War drama, of the, the World, The That's War right. of the Worlds. Oh, I loved it. You know, and, and maybe maybe this upcoming October we should do a, a special podcast just talking about some of that stuff. You know, some of the social aspect of that. But you know, a, a, but I I really think it's it's interesting that. You know, here we have, you know, business email compromise that is becoming so much more prevalent. And at the same time, they're really just using the same techniques as the business email compromise that they've been using with these social media account takeovers and, and account spoofing uh, for a decade now. And that's to, you know, pretend to be an authoritative source, make somebody think something is happening, make them react to that happening and somebody's going to profit in the process. So, you know, I think the, the big thing is you need to always be skeptical even if something is coming from a legitimate source. Um, I mean, like, you know, just this past week, you know, we, we had uh, reports of aliens attacking a mall in Miami, okay? No, aliens weren't attacking a mall in Miami. It was a bunch of kids lighting off fireworks, but somebody got some sort of a blurry shot of something at the the mall and they you know like oh my gosh it's an alien and and people started reporting on it and it went crazy so take everything with a grain of salt even if it's from a mainstream media source Wait for confirmation before using something like this to to make some sort of a a life-altering or a financial decision. And with election season coming up, I'm going to say that includes voting.
1: Yeah, great point there, too. I mean, with the election season, you're going to see a lot more interesting stuff like this pop up all the time. I'd like to echo what Ken said. And security people are generally paranoid. And there's a reason for it. We don't trust anybody. We don't trust anything that's fundamentally what zero trust is about. We don't trust, you know, ourselves even for the most part. And if it sounds too good to be true, take an opportunity and, and try to confirm. Like again, I come back to the IRS thing. The best that you can do is look up the IRS phone number, call them directly. Yes, you're going to sit on hold for 17 hours, but find out what you owe the IRS and how you have to pay them before you send them a check for $20 million, right? Make certain that you are absolutely crossing all the T's and dotting all the I's before you make that kind of decision because the bad guys want your money. They're taking every single effort and every single technology that you can imagine to try to spoof you to get your money and they're going to continue doing it. So the one takeaway from this podcast today is trust, but verify, 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 and then verify again. So with that, I think we covered it pretty good today. Great podcast. I really do look forward to some of the things that we have to talk about in the coming year. If this has been an interest to you, let us know. And until then, thanks for listening and we'll talk to you next week.
0: Thanks, Chris and Ken, for all your great insights on today's topic. Make your next podcast awesome when you work with EMA security experts Chris Steffen or Ken Buckler. Educate your prospects, differentiate your solution, and add the credibility of a third-party expert to your message. Visit cybersecurityawesomeness.com to listen to past episodes.